On November 10th, Brie Larson and Samuel L. Jackson reunite on the big screen as Captain Marvel and Nick Fury to assemble the MCU's next team, the Marvels. After Captain Marvel gets her powers entangled with teenage superhero Miss Marvel and Captain Monica Rambeau, the three heroes will learn teaming up changes everything. Don't miss Captain Marvel's return November 10th in the Marvels, only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Get your tickets now. Max, the one to watch for the best in entertainment, now has live sports with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Stream hundreds of select live games from MLB, NBA, NHL, U.S. Soccer, and NCAA Men's March Madness. And it's all included for a limited time with any Max subscription. After the promo period, add it for $9.99 a month. Base subscription required. You are now listening to Femregard Podcast with Tessa Markle and Carolina Alvarez. Mmm, Fem. Hey listeners, want to start your own podcast? Let us tell you our favorite tool. Anchor is the one-stop shop for all your podcasting needs. Here's why. Anchor lets you record and edit your show right from your phone or computer. So no matter your setup, you can start creating right now. Then it distributes your show to the most popular listening platforms like Apple and Spotify. Plus, it's the only place you can send video content to Spotify. Creators can even earn money on Anchor with ads and subscriptions. Best of all, it's all free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, Fem Fam, welcome back to another episode with another fabulous guest, as per usual. Um, yes. Today's guest is an actress and producer and just overall filmmaker. I, I like using the word filmmaker because it encompasses a lot of things, which oh, yeah. you know that like even if you can say like, I am, you know, a producer, if you're making your own films, you're doing more than just producing. <laughs> I think we yeah, all let's be real. Now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But her name is Desiree Staples, and she was referred to us by her manager, Jax Hillard, who's a friend of ours. So thank you, Jax. Shout out. We love getting amazing guests yes. <laughs> from our amazing friends. So yes. thank you. And we had a lot of fun with Desiree today because she is talking about many things, but especially her upcoming film that she is an executive producer and stars in called My Divorce Party. And she is two weeks out from starting production on that. So... We Guys, were extra. It's raw. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's real raw. Yeah. <laughs> Love it though. And we were so really interested because that's, I mean, we're not that close to production yet for our film, but we are in pre production. So it's coming up. So, like, everything she was saying, we were totally like, okay, mental note. This is something we're going to need to know. So thank you, Desiree, for all that information. Um, But she has been doing all kinds of stuff. Um, She started as an off Broadway actress, which she then. Uh, transition to film when she moved to LA and she's been doing a whole lot of things she has two projects in Tribeca in the past two years which is like huge like come on yeah that's amazing um and she (laughs) gives you the social media for both of them to follow at the end of the episode but the the uh projects are called it's what she would have wanted and circus person so look out for those um I, I just like to have two films in such a major film festival in the last two years is huge. So, yeah, 
<laughs> she's she's doing some shit, guys. <laughs> she is killing it. Yeah. And, you know, from theater to film, I we love, you know, our, our theater background peeps because yeah. hashtag same. <laughs> um, and it's just, it's awesome. Like, just the, you'll learn so much, I think, from her trajectory. And we're just so excited to to hear more about Divorce Party after after it wraps, too. So stay tuned, guys. Follow her and listen to this episode. Well, let's get right into it. Um, so I'm really excited to talk about my divorce party, among many other things. But let's start with that because it's coming up. Coming up. <laughs> so weeks. please let us uh, or let our listeners know a little bit about the film, you know, where it came from, where the idea came from. And yeah. All that. yeah. And your roles in it. Yeah. Yes. Very excited yeah. to see that you are starring in it and also an executive producer. So I, I lo- we are big fans of doing a lot of crazy things, <laughs> a lot of hats. And, and so um, especially a lot of our listeners definitely feel the same way. Um, so we want to, yeah, dive into the tea of all of those things. The tea. Yes. So, um, yeah, I'll give some background as well, just how it all came to be. And it's kind of been organically this way of creating my own work and also being in it while at the same time producing other projects and it all stars aligning. So, um, but my, yeah. So my divorce party specifically though, I am in a writer's group that I'll give a shout out to called deadline junkies. They're fantastic. They're based in LA and it's writers and actors in that group. And they do cold reads of scripts every week. Uh, and through the pandemic they've been doing on zoom, which is just so valuable to all the writers. Mm-hmm. And they're some of the best actors that I know in there. Cause they're always cold reading consistently. And my dear friend, Heidi Weitzer, who's our director writer of my divorce party. She brought in 20 pages of the script and it, it's, I was obsessed with, um, a female ensemble piece. That's also been something that I've just, always been passionate about because I don't see enough of it. And although we're getting better with that, I still do think it sometimes only scratches the surface of like, and it's still playing at it in a way because of course things are still a lot more written by the fellas, by men out there. Mm -hmm. Um, We're getting better, but it's like uh, this, just from the female perspective of a gal going through grief and loss and uh, an unfaithful husband and her going to Joshua Tree to heal with her best friends, where of course the goal is to heal, but everything goes <laughs> shit. If you, I don't know if you bleep that out, but everything goes, no, uh, no. gets uh, insane. That's yeah. felt very real to me, but felt like something authentic and it dives into female relationships. It dives into what we hide and tell each other yes and like the main ensemble are five five women you know and uh all very different all very complex all have different goals dreams desires and different ways to help Zan. And it's very much a metaphor of Zan, my character, brings $100,000 to the desert in a sort of psychotic break uh, so that her ex doesn't get any of the money. I'd rather burn it than him get another dime because he's ruined my life. And the girls are like, that's not healthy, but we will support (laughs) you. And so they each decide what to do with $20,000 of the money. 
Uh, Ooh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and that just expresses itself, I think, so much as the metaphor of all these different women having all these different ideas of, uh, of moving on and growth and how to support their friends. So, uh, I was obsessed with the script, and this was a year, July 2020, and mm-hmm. I had just finished another project um, that was in the film uh, festival circuit, but it was a short. And I was like, I think I'm ready for a feature. Um, we could do this during the end of COVID. So we thought um, <laughs> yeah. that was July, 2020 that we began this journey and then we're shooting in two weeks. That's awesome. Yeah. So it really just, the producing of it all just came from, I moved to LA in 2017, 2018. And just from a theater world, I went to Northwestern for theater. My whole life was musical theater. And then I really fell love with comedy and film and tv in chicago and i went oh darn i should move back to la i'm from orange county so that was very easy but i came to la with no credits to my name lots of theater credits that theater people love and would be impressed by perhaps but uh not a film credit to my name so i went you know what i love to act i did a lot in school producing the shows and the theater shows. There's this big musical there called WAMU that a hundred people work together to create a new musical every year. And I was like, that's basically making a movie. So uh, yeah, yeah, it really was and is. So that just came all very natural to me. But I will say with my first pilot, um, that one was called The Influencers. I brought on a writer, Allie Kornfeld, who I worked on with that. And that was a nine minute pilot, really fun about the world of influencers. And my character thinking she has an interview at ICM, but it's really internet celebrity moguls and she <laughs> wants to be an agent to the stars, but she's really an agent now to, at the time, which was when Vine was happening pre-TikTok, to the Jake Paul, um, Chewbacca mom, people that put their heads in bread kind of folks, <laughs> um, which I love. Like, I love that world. And that was super important to us too, of just like, of course, we're going to be like, because this was the beginning of all that. This is insane. Yeah. And how are people making money? And it's a little <laughs> bit, I, it's, it's not the most, it's not the work, right? But also, if you find a niche, as we're finding with TikTok too, you can make a career off that. And I, I give anyone credit for finding creative uh, victories. <laughs> yeah, <totally>. exactly. <laughs> however small or not small, however strange they may seem. Um, yeah. <laughs> Good word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, we did that pilot, but I always would bring someone on that I knew had a better skill set in uh, any other department, right? So I know my skill. Smart producer. Right yeah, there. yeah. I thank you. Thank. Knowing who to hire yes. is, is a big victory within itself. Thank yeah. you. And yeah, I'm sure you two know like what you are passionate about and what you are not. For me, it's always been the acting of it. And if it's an exciting mm-hmm. role, it doesn't have to be the lead. But if it's just mm-hmm. something I haven't done, that excites me. Uh, and the producing of it. But directing, writing, I know those are not my... Fortes, although I'm getting more into writing now, so I can't say that. But at the time, um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, bringing in, in people, so you're not quite wearing all the hats. Uh, although I know people that direct, act, and write, and and then they don't produce. You know, so it's just finding your lanes of what you want to do. Absolutely, it feel like work when for the next two weeks we're doing 14 hour days prepping for this movie. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
That's how you kind of have to do it. I mean, we talk about that on the show, like try everything once. Yeah. So, you know, if you love it or hate it or can't do it or, you know, and then, yeah, you do find your niche from there. And then you learn like, even within the little things that you don't necessarily want to pursue, like what is important to you, you know, because then when you are hiring people, it's like, okay, I really need a director who works well with actors, or I really need, you know, a DP that can explain these shots that in these frames that he's setting up to me. And, you know, so like, it's, it's, it's good to know a little bit about everything. Cause even if you're not doing it, then you know who to hire to do it for you. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was really, that's what started producing and acting for me. That's how that all began. That's awesome. And I love that you said it's, um, that the show was like producing a movie because oh. it totally is, you know, if yeah. it's a big theater show, like it is, it's the same thing. And I think people, I think a lot of time kind of film snobs, I'll say, <laughs> tend to kind of shit on theater a little bit, like, you know, and yeah, it's different, but it is just as much work. You know, and it's oh, yeah. still the same kind of producer brain that you have to have. So, a million percent. And yes, I think that a lot of people have the question for me like, when you are transitioning from theater to film, how big of a change is that? And it's actually, I think, very, very cohesive. Both are extremely collaborative mediums. You can't do anything in the theater, just like you can't do anything with the film. And I think you as producers know this, it just gives you so much more admiration for your crew and for every single person on the team. And that's what's so magical about both. Um, they, and they both feel really magical in different ways. Like with film, you have these compressed two and a half weeks where it's like, oh my God, how did we shoot this in two and a half weeks versus theater? It's always, oh, the dress rehearsal, everything goes wrong. And then you get to be together for another three months. And, <laughs> and you know, it's, uh, but both are just so synonymous. So I don't think there's a big transition at all other than as an actor, really just adapting to the, the frame of it all. Yeah. Um, but it was, it's been very, just has clicked of like oh putting together a, a team for a play is is the same as like okay who's my favorite dp who can i steal from this other project and when we're casting for divorce party okay they're not exactly right for this but i'm gonna think of them for this next thing that i know my friend wants to you know it's that yeah. mm -hmm. that's what excites me from the producer side um and that's always been the case with theater as well yeah i love that um and i do want to mention so you know, you said how in both film and theater, like, where would we be without our crews, right? Mm -hmm. And you had mentioned, which listeners, by the time this episode comes out, there may be some developments in the whole IATSE um, strike situation. But regardless of where we're at at that point, this information is going to be relevant yeah. because it could happen at any time, as we've seen with the writer's strike in the past and so many things. So talk to us a little bit since you're just about to go into production in a couple of weeks, yeah. how that's been with hiring crew and, and planning the shooting schedule and all of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So obviously this has been uh, an issue for a while. I think a lot of other um, unions too are taking a second look at working conditions and this overarching, mm -hmm. I do think there is, there's definitely a problem in Hollywood uh, overarching mm -hmm. that um, we have to sacrifice our humanity and lives and uh, well-being to get something done. Yeah. 
Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's an overarching thing um and has been way going on for way too long so I think Mm -hmm. this is the start of that and I hope it does um create a lot of change in a lot of different uh, capacities and different roles yeah um in terms of this it's it's very interesting though it's a gray area because we are an ultra low budget project uh Mm -hmm. which is a three hundred thousand dollar film and under so we are not quite the uh <laughs> the the massive moguls that they're fighting here and uh right. listeners would know this but or if you do not know this um basically the main issue we're finding is a lot of these new media company new media companies that are new right from 2017 so to be fair it is it was new it's it's still when we're talking about youtube and, and netflix like netflix did not become everyone's main source of content I, I would say until 2016 2017 maybe yeah so it is still evolving however there uh, people have been very smart and trying to save money and smart financially but not smart in how they're treating people so mm-hmm. it's time for new contracts I I totally agree in terms of our film it's really interesting it's a non-union shoot for the crew but we will see what develops. Like we are fully in support of the IATSE strike. And if our actors also want to be part of that in solidarity, we will figure something out. You know, if we have to push, et cetera, obviously the timing is not ideal because <laughs> we've been working on this for a year. And I think um, it's tough with indie projects, you know, it's just right. when in this case, it's like, you know what you're signing up for, but also the pay isn't great. It's, mm-hmm. it, it does make us take a second look too and be like, well, we, it's a passion project for us. So as long as everyone understands what they're signing up for and it's going to progress all our careers to the next level, we feel good about it and that it's for three, three weeks. That's what's good about it. But it's, uh, it's hard. It's an ongoing, it's always an ongoing discussion, conversation, just something to be aware of, of how, how can we make everyone take care of everyone with a yeah. bit of, with a shoestring budget. Yeah. Yeah. It's not easy because, you know, of course, with a, with a low budget film, you only have a certain amount of days to shoot. And sometimes you're like, Oh, I gotta put, we gotta push just for that one last hour and we can get it done. Right. But you know, if that one last hour is pushing into your 13th hour or something, you really got to be cognizant because these people like it, it's your baby. It's not theirs. <laughs> you know, right. they're coming here to work yeah. and to help you make a piece of art. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. And I always believe that is if you can set that, I love that you said you're, it's an ongoing discussion, as it should be. I think that's what will help the success of your shoot days. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone understanding what the constraints are and then everyone coming up with solutions. Because if everyone feels like they're at the same playing page as the producer, like there's no hierarchies here. Right. Like we're just here to do the shit yeah. and we care yeah. because I care about you and I want you to feel like you are getting something out of my passion project. Yeah. Then then I feel like you're at a position for success for those those conversations where like, shit, can we how can we make this so it doesn't go into the 13th hour? Because I realize, you know, our AD saying we're, we're cutting close, like, let's let's figure it out. And I think there's a way to do that 
so you can avoid those situations. Yeah. Amen. And I think my my interesting take, I will say, is uh, I do think as I've been reading more and more and researching, I am wary to put a scapegoat just on these companies. I think everyone at a higher level, everyone above the line has to be looking at this and saying, okay, if we're pushing in to 14 hours, Fridays, all these things, maybe we need to, and people are getting hurt and people are driving home unsafely. These are things we really, really need to look at. And then it goes into the nitty gritty, which I was reading an article on, but not as many people are talking about, is that when stars, right? When celebrities are trying to fit films into their schedule, and let's say someone, I'm not going to say any names, but if someone's only available for 25 days, mm-hmm. that then forces, but you need funding for that project in order with that star. Yeah. That's a whole other thing where we're creating an impossible situation. So it's catch 22. Yeah. If that star is only available for 25 days, you need the funding for that project or the movie's not going to get made. That goes to a, can we try to create a community where we're not stretching our celebrities working 300 days out of the year? Um, but I don't, that's where it's like, I don't know the solution for that because Mm -hmm. if this is a ten $10 million movie and the star is only available for 25 days, what then do we do? What then is a production supposed to do? Mm -hmm. I guess not do that, (laughs) (laughs) you know, but there are all these little situations like that where you don't think, oh, it's not all everyone from the actors to the production companies to the buyers to the distributors have to start going we need to be okay with our timelines not being as insane and inhumane as they are right now yeah it's kind of wild you know it's like film's been around for how long now like you know 100 years basically and we're just kind of figuring this out now you know but it is, it's evolved so much and it's like now anybody can make a film, you know? So there's so many new rules because there's so many new levels. You don't just have, you know, the studios with their stars that like it's everybody's trying to figure it out and it's trying to set those guidelines for such different budgets and different levels of experience and union and non-union and all of those things. Like it's tough, but it's kind of cool I guess that it's all happening now like it's a pain in the ass for us filmmakers that it's happening on our timeline but you know at least it's like we're figuring it out and we're trying to make it work best for everyone yep yep yeah it's uh but hey it it needed to happen it absolutely Mm -hmm. needed to happen I think it is a good time um although we are getting to pre-pandemic levels of film but I think that's a part of honestly I think that's part of it too the pandemic obviously has been this huge uh, social movement for our country and everyone has had the time to actually reflect and and read up more and uh, grow and improve and on the other side of it I've seen this personally just from my own work of being in my house more and not going out like the workaholism I think has increased And I think that is really hard too, where my productivity has gone way through the roof because Mm -hmm. I consume, I can, we're not having commutes. So I think people that were working 
on uh, even not just on set but uh, remotely we're working mm-hmm. you know 14 hour days total are now getting like three times as much done and, and we're going at speeds that we can't sustain in the normal world also yeah um that's a good point yeah there's no like oh i'm gonna clock out now you're like you're home yeah and like yeah totally makes sense so that's been interesting too but we will see fingers crossed i think the best case scenario for the strike is that they get the the yes vote and that um ielts can bring that to the table and then i mean here's the thing though when if the producers and these streamers must know like they do know they can't uh they can't make content without them they know that yeah they totally exactly. know that. so it's that's why there is no film high art right you yeah, need everyone. those people they can't you you yeah. could not know how to fucking do their job right as yeah. long as they can't do your job yeah. and that's why everybody it's such a team effort and that's it's just so important that they feel that they are they're yeah. getting just as much support and, and being treated yeah. <laughs> fairly. Like, it's just absurd. <laughs> like, like I give, oh my God, when I'm on these sets and seeing what they do, I'm just like, God damn. And they're always so kind. Uh, I mean, I've been blessed to be, be on great sets that they're just, they're the heart of, of what's happening when you're actually filming. Yeah. Like you can't, you no. can't do it. <laughs> no, they're, no. Yeah. No, no. They're the rock. They're totally the rock. Uh, totally so fingers crossed all good vibes i think that's the best yes <laughs> yeah we are giving you those good vibes I, I feel like you're you're setting yourself up for success with you know again having those ongoing discussions and being supportive like that's just showing up in itself then being like oh great now my whole thing's gonna go to shit like no like it's gonna be fine yeah, yeah. As always, you know, you'll figure it out. And I, we are, we're putting that good energy. So thank you. Two, what does being two weeks, <laughs> we, you already showed us a glimmer, but what does two weeks look like from, from shooting? Or, um, I know I can imagine it's a lot of just getting the call t- sheets, getting together and finalizing. Oh, we're not, we're not like, there you, yet, babe. No? Okay. <laughs> t- no, so then tell me, spill that tea. Where are we no, at? We're almost, so filmmakers we're, can. We're, we're, we're yeah. almost there. I'm being a little facetious there. But um, <laughs> uh, but as you know, but hey, you know, call sheets, they, they usually come out. But, what? Yeah. But they I come out the day before. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. rentals. Yeah. Like where? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm very lucky. My team is Faya. And I think that is uh, the, the source of any good production. And this one too, yeah. which uh, the Femme Regard, I uh, am a huge fan of because our whole team is female producers, which is also. <gasps> Love that. Which is yes, uh, fam fam. Yeah, so, which is pretty. Uh, I think pretty rare. So um, no, it is. That's awesome. Yeah. Congrats. Thank you. And I stole uh, my producing partner Sam Fox. We worked on a short last year called Circus Person that was at, at Tribeca uh, 2020. Um, nice. Actually, a pilot. It's, it's a pilot for um, a greater series that's written, directed, starring Britt Lauer from High Maintenance and, oh, Man Seeking Woman, one of my favorite shows of all time. Also, <laughs> I've an alum. And yeah, so me and Sam worked on that together with uh, Britt and Alex, who are geniuses. And um, so they're working on Circus Person right now, and I stole Sam from my divorce party. And then Gina Christ and Adrian Childress are longtime collaborators of Heidi, our director. And so we're this like pretty intense five-some that uh, we have been delegating all the duties. So 
so two weeks um, from production. Knock on wood, we're just finalizing casting. So we're doing contracts for those, which is amazing, uh, but a very long process also. Um, Locations. I mean, locations is probably our biggest thing of Mm. where we're shooting. We are shooting on location in Joshua Tree and in 29 Palms, mostly in 29 Palms because it's a little bit more affordable, uh, Mm. but we can fake it being Joshua Tree. So lodging has been the vein of our existence of uh, (laughs) getting 35, 40 people out there. Obviously, uh, the other wild, wild uh, nugget in this is the COVID of it all. So we're bringing on, as we speak, a COVID officer and medic and figuring out exactly, which is a whole puzzle that my brain loves. But as the actor, I'm not going to worry about anything. <laughs> but, um, but a couple of weeks ago, we've been figuring out which tests we need for which zones when everyone's going to be tested, that schedule. I mean, it is truly, it's definitely probably the craziest, hardest thing I've ever done in my life, but extremely rewarding. And our team is always there between the five of us. We got a text thread of all text threads that's going off as we speak of like, okay, who's doing what, who's doing this. Um, We're going to call this person. We're in, and it's been, it's been really cool because actually we're going to talk today to another team who you should reach out to. Um, Her and Rachel Sander that did an ultra low budget feature um, scrap that filmed in July. I think it was June and July. And Uh we're meeting with them today to pick their brain on filming an ultra low budget filming COVID so love that and then and I have no doubt I have another friend Greg who's doing a film in Texas that then he will be like Des please please and of course I'm like we need to meet today I we need to prepare a <laughs> test. um so you know it's all of us going okay even though they're now trying to get through picture lock it's so generous of them to make time today to let us be like tell us everything so it's yeah. all like but that's yeah. so smart and like I love that you've found found people still be I love that I have still people all the time I'm like I'm, I'm obsessed with you you're I'm working with you and like that's that's the beauty that's how you know the best way to network and meet people is just doing the best work and finding the people that you align with on projects that's how Tess and I got started well that's I mean that's how you get jobs yeah. in film because you know as an actor you audition but like as a crew or producer or whatever like it's it's your experience and word of mouth and you know yeah. So yeah, and finding people like to who know what they're doing. I I just love that you literally they're, they're making time for you, of course, because you're fabulous, you're kind, and they're of course they're going to reach out, and you're going to get some really solid feedback, which is so important. It's a crazy time this yeah. this COVID thing, well, and like yeah. figuring it out in the best way and safest way. Carolina, I'm so glad we started using Vitafair. Should we tell the FemFam about it? Absolutely, Tessa. I mean, we were able to upload our short film for less than $6, and we can charge whatever we want for a 24-hour rental. That's right. We could have charged 20 bucks per view if we wanted, but we decided to go with their micro-pricing model, which makes it a fair price for viewers and still makes us more money than the competitors that only pay out cents per hour of viewing instead of per rental. Plus, our audience doesn't have to pay for a subscription. It's really a win-win for both sides. Fair trade film monetization. Vitafair. Live in fairness with video. It is a strange industry in that it does feel like 
one of the only ones and until you do it, you have no idea when it comes to animals, <laughs> all these little things, you know, animals, uh, children on set, uh, cars, um, fire. Yeah. This one, we have a, a campfire scene where my character in divorce party is trying to burn the money, right? So we need to have a pyro <laughs> person for that. We have to have a stunt person for that. Like everything is different. And in terms of the rules and um, what's allowed. Well, especially when you're doing it through union. Yes. Like, yes. that's just like a whole nother ball game. Yep. Yeah. Cause you need to have like almost like a certain safety mm-hmm. person in place for whatever thing. Like you said, it's if it's pyro, yeah. like yeah. for fire. Like, do you have to have the freaking fire department there on standby too? Yes. Yeah. Usually you do for ours. Like, it's very content. Like, it's going to be a small campfire. But the main concern is that we are. are fighting over said fire throwing money fake money into it so and you know what there is a world where um if it doesn't work we figure out how to do in post you know like yeah not not ideal but um you could there are ways to do that of course um but but it is such a strange industry where once you can get through a film during covid once we get out the other side of this fully it'll be like oh it'll just be such a sigh of relief and like (laughs) Okay, now we only have to deal with the uh, the normal obstacles. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> but it has been, it's just been amazing that in film, I think, uh, and this has been the key, is everyone is so open to how do we make this work? Uh, what are creative solutions? And that is something that's freeing with ultra low budget is we all from day one have been like, okay, if there's a free location or a a friend that can help us with this if we need to tweak a creative decision that still works but right uh makes our lives easier let's do that and i think that's the only thing that can be difficult is the expectations from the get-go of and what's nice about ours about divorce party it is very outdoors it's mostly these five gals there's not a ton of stunts except for that fire thing there's no no animals no children no you know uh, and that is really smart i think if you're yeah if you're trying yeah. To- <laughs> yeah. yeah i was gonna say you add animals or children it goes up exponentially yeah. Yeah. like guys you need if you have a kid then you need like like a set teacher and like person on it's like a whole you're you're hiring then a team of people literally for this child yeah and and then with animals like tess and i you guys listen to that western we did episode (laughs) you can hear we're not going to go back into all of that but yes like definitely (laughs) goes way up so it's yeah it's just keeping that in mind Mm because i think it would just be very difficult you have a film that's like action packed with a car chase and then you're like oh we want to do that for 300k or below it's like that's not that's not the right film that's not the right project so i would say for anyone that wants to do an ultra low budget film and i highly recommend because you can do it for 100k you can do it for 50k you can do it for 299k but (laughs) keep it um intimate and consolidated and a few locations like that's going to make your producer or, or someone, if you're looking for a producer go, okay, this is feasible. And really, right. This project is mm-hmm. a calling card for me as an actor, for our director, for other members of the cast, for our producers. The goal is that it will go to a film festival and a, a big top tier film festival and help jumpstart our careers. So 
Um, I'm so excited, Desiree. That's awesome. That's a really fun, like, yeah. that's the perfect mission in mind. And that's, that's also what you should think about when you're, you're pouring your heart into a project, right? It's like, what, what, and, and that it's for all the, it's for your whole team yeah. too. Like everyone feels that way. That's so awesome and exciting. Thank you. Fingers crossed. That's, uh, yeah. that's the goal. That's the goal. But, uh, and, and, you know, and I think we, we hear this so many times, we see this so many times that sometimes it's just a short, sometimes it's just a 12 minute pilot that someone sees and changes everything. So um, it's not necessarily the length, although we are excited about a feature just because we think it fills a really great niche that at least I haven't seen many ensemble dark comedy female ensemble things around yeah I'm like I think people would really buy it um so we're crossing our fingers for that um but it's it's more about yeah just showing showing a glimpse of your work and then the goal is yes someone will give you that bigger project with the bigger budget and star etc etc but I've always been and obviously you two gals too it's always if you build it they will come and I agree. I was just going to say that. <laughs> I always felt yep. that. And it does, does blow my mind. It is hard to find people that will do, at least in the producing aspect, do the work. I mean, it is, uh, yeah. it is. A, and I get it because times are hard. Life is hard. <laughs> uh, but to work on something for seven months or eight months, um, that that is hard to find someone that's willing to put in that time, especially at a low budget. You've got to be, it's got to be someone that realizes like, this is my path. It's a huge risk. So I don't blame them. Yeah. But it's really hard to find some people that are like, I'm all in, you know, cause they're putting their trust in me. They're putting our trust, their trust in the team and this project. And it is a year of your life, you know? Yeah. Um, so if you, if someone out there is wanting to produce or write or direct, like, I would give yourself that year if you want to do a feature or if it's short, just a couple months, um, but make that everything. Cause otherwise you're going to get distracted. You're going to have things come and go. And like, you've just got to head to the grindstone, you know, and, mm-hmm. and do it. I think that's really um, sound advice. And like, thank you for say reiterating that. And I guess my question, um, since you've said that you've, also been producing multiple things at once what does that relationship look like and is it because one project is like definitely like the passion the one thing and the other ones are just not as time consuming or they're much much shorter projects so um any advice on how to deal with that or you just do not recommend from your experience um yeah I think definitely like if you're doing a feature that's gonna be ever that's going to be your whole thing because you also right. like we were talking about earlier they're just things you don't expect it's, it's for us it's been the lodging like the lodging has been much more difficult because it's joshua tree in october and it's a huge uh it's like the biggest time of the year who knew yeah <laughs> um, like things will always come up but I have been, yeah, yeah i have been lucky like it'll it'll come to you like it really did july of last year i was like i am craving a creative experience and I'm, yeah. and I just finished post for a different pilot called "It's What You Would Have Wanted." That was a part of the Tribeca Creators Market this year. Um, another female ensemble oh mystery mystery pilot about a bunch of gals who uh, they make a childhood pact in their um, 
in their middle school years that if one of them were to go missing or something happened, they would break into their childhood home and destroy anything incriminating. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> like texts or sex toys or I don't know if you have those middle school. But uh, anyway, <laughs> then they become adults and one of them, something does happen to one of them and they decide to fill this pact. We shot that in 2019. We shot that at my childhood house. Another thing like, of like here we go. This is a free location. My yeah. director and writer, Nate Trinrude, also Northwestern, actually writer Marie Semla, also Northwestern, were genius in that the whole thing took place in a house. We shot in three days. I was it, nice. you know, with five girls That's again. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Love it. I'll, I'll send these things your way so you can see. But yes, please we do. We had finished post for that in spring of 2020. So I had a mm-hmm. good five months of, of just waiting for film festivals. So oh, it, yeah. I think that's really smart. Once you get on a post for something, always go on to the next one. I think that's smart. I mean, obviously, post for feature is going to be a whole other beast. So sure. I, I won't maybe jump something <clears throat> quite yet. But um, I think that's been a huge thing just for my brain and ego and uh, creative soul of it all is I see a lot people stay uh, attached to one project for so long for like years uh, short that like they can't finish for like two or three years yeah like you got to put that thing out in the world honey um or else for like it's yeah I just think it's important to try to get out as soon as possible because whatever spoke to you like divorce party it speaks to me now in five years it's just not going to feel as um like within my soul as it is right now, you know? And absolutely. And there's something like you were saying, what drew me to this project, there's something that draws you to each project. And if you let it like wait and you're concerned about what people are going to think about it, or you delay the process for whatever artist shit we do that for, I think that's super dangerous. (laughs) Yeah. So I think you just got to get it out. Not agree more. Get it out, move on to the next one. And it also makes you less prizeful of like, I don't like, this is my one shot, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, right. Yeah. But- I mean, with our first project, it, it wasn't even a short, it was literally just one scene. Cause we had kind of planned to use it as a proof of concept, but it was like, it was a Western. So it was way beyond our skill level at that point. But, you know, we shot it, we got it done. And then that's when we got frustrated was in post. So we said, okay, let's set this aside, which is kind of your other option is, you know, we set it aside for what, like almost two years, right, Carolina? And then we came back and we edited it and we put it out there. But in the meantime, we were doing other things. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to jump in and say, but we were shooting other things and I actually learned how to edit. Like by working on smaller, less complicated projects, shorts, I learned how to edit in that time. And then I was able to actually finish it because it was we had just spent all our money on the production. So, and I wanted to learn. So yeah. that's the way to do it. That's why like that, that happens sometimes too. If you're first learning something, you're going to be frustrated. It's like learning any new skill. It's going to take time. You might hit overload or you just learn, like we said, to give that to someone else who can do it mm-hmm. for you. 
<laughs> and much faster. So yeah. it, it just depends on what you want to spend time. But I, I couldn't agree more that it's just, it's so important to just put it out. And that, yeah, we reached a point too where we're like, okay, we're good. We're good with this. We're going to put it out. Yeah. And it and we were almost not even going to submit it to festivals. Oh. And we're so glad we did. Like even that short scene, we've, we've gotten recognition and won awards and it's been really fun. So yeah. just don't, don't be so precious about it. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah, absolutely. That's totally exciting. Agree. Congrats. Yeah. It's just, it was, it was a, a wild ride. Yeah, happy, <laughs> happy accident. I mean, accidents, things that aren't supposed to be, it happens all the time. And it always, at least in my experience, always is meant to be, always works out better. Um, right. It's just like, and, oh, yeah. okay. So don't get like, I get, I think that's another, like, I guess, tip to, to our listeners is don't mm-hmm. get frustrated in the moment it might seem like the end of the world trust me yes. we all been there we're yes. like in post and we're like fuck yep. <laughs> this is yep. shit it will work out just take a breather take a pause yeah. if you need to <laughs> like we had to take that little break but it all eventually comes together you know yeah. we just try to foresee as many of those problems <laughs> ahead of time right that's that's what you just learned getting better at i think in producing is yeah. to foresee those problems uh-huh. and mm-hmm. and set it up yeah, but I'm I'm so glad that you've um, been able to find such a, a stellar team that to work with on yeah. this. I think what you said too resonates so true. Um, finding people is so hard who speak your language too, like yeah. in just the whole communication sphere of like emailing yeah. and and not like being on it. So and I think that is so important. Like I kind of don't can't work with someone if they don't like on a project, especially into this kind of medium, who doesn't communicate the same way. I don't know if you feel the the same way. <laughs> oh, hundred. I think that's been huge. It's like finding, finding your people is so important and mm-hmm. sticking with them. I like, yeah, th- this team, divorce party, they're, they're stuck with me for life. Sam <laughs> stuck with me. We always say, we're like, oh, we're both in so, so much trouble. Uh, <laughs> we're going to keep working on it. As with, with what we said about not overcommitting and not doing too many projects, we're, yeah. we're, we're doomed. But yeah. uh, <laughs> you're doing the most. We're doomed. We're doomed. Because I love anything she wants to do, I will just climb into the fire with her because she is. Yeah. yeah. So I think. When I was younger, I was like, oh, I got to work with everyone. I have to work with so many people. And like, I can't just work with the same people. And I've changed that. It is good. Like, I I think there is a sense of you want to grow. And of course, if you're just working with the same team over and over again, you should broaden the horizons. But if you have like three teams or four and stick with those, like, that's pretty amazing. And I'm getting to that point, which is pretty cool. Yeah. uh, but it is, it is hard and don't get frustrated there either. Like there are going to be people that you love as friends, but you also don't work super well together. And yeah. I yeah. think like I've had to, my biggest thing I've had to do as a producer and thank God I have producers that, uh, can do this. Like saying no is nearly impossible for me. Um, yeah. cause I, am always trying to make it work, but then there's a point with the money of it all or the, time of it all um that you have to say no and you have to put your foot down and you have to i mean it's been a huge thing for me too with the divorce party of like just internally i want to produce i want to produce i want to make sure everything's good but i have to be worried about the role like i'm the only one who can do the role (laughs) that happens to be one of the leads so um 
Yeah. What's, uh, what's the balance there like been for you? Oh like, do you God. just, <laughs> the... <laughs> I, I mean, we're, we're jumping into that pit too, as well for our next feature film. So like, I'm just curious, like what, at what point do you step away or, um, from the producing aspect or what are, what are some workflows, I guess? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm all about the workflow. It's all about the workflow. I think that's just, yeah. I've been lucky in that I did, so this is probably the, other than plays, the biggest film role I've done, because Zan is the divorcee, and mm-hmm. um, luckily- Oh, she's Oh, she's That's big. That's oh, big, that's big. So it is a huge big. challenge for me, because I often do mostly comedic stuff, because I tend to have that uh, natural, dry sarcasm thing that- happens but and Zan is that I'm, I'm lucky but I'm also going through a Zan like a hor- like that recent breakup uh horrible emotional state um yeah I, we all know what that is so I've been through that so that helps um but in, uh. terms, in terms of the workflow I am learning every day um, I did get, I started prepping for the role a month ago, pretty, I mean, I'm pretty yeah. script, but started working with an acting coach about a month ago, twice a week, twice, three times a week. Um, now I'm just, I'm doing lines as much as I can. I'm making my roommate help me with lines. I'm having another friend help me with lines. Um, uh, to, to do what else am I doing? Yeah. I like I'll produce until six, probably the next two weeks. And then from six to 10 is like Zan time. So I love that. That makes sense. I mean, it's a lot, but I'm like, I get it. I'm like, I love that. Okay, yeah, that makes- yeah, because <laughs> yeah, six yeah, yeah. is the end of the work day. So we can't get anything into, you know, vendors yeah. or agents yeah. or whatever we're talking to. Um, but on the flip side, like this morning, I did an acting session because sometimes it's better for me. Uh, usually it's better for me at the beginning of the day when I'm fresh versus the end of the day right. when I'm like, I can't re- say these things. Even get, it, get my <laughs> yeah. energy to the to um, the role or like yeah to focus I would on just it. give totally. give yourself enough time. I had a dream that I'd be like a week from shooting, I'll have no commitments and I'll just be Zan. That's gonna happen. <laughs> That's not gonna happen. Um, it's a dream we can all dream, dream, right? Yeah. All dream. Um, but that, like that's always the goal. <laughs> but as long as you give yourself enough time, like I'm so glad I started a month ago, even though I was like I'm starting so early. Um, I'm really glad I started early. It still feels yep. extremely overwhelming. It's terrifying. I'm totally terrified. Um, but um, acceptance is the first step. <laughs> and uh, it's going to happen. You know, it's, it's, it's yes. going to happen. So as long, but no, but I've just accepted the next two weeks. There's not a social life to be had. There's not uh, another commitment to be had um we're just the next the two weeks of prep and three weeks of shooting and then I'll talk to all my friends and family after that (laughs) yeah (laughs) I hear that yeah and that's that's just the way it's got to be that's the way it's just got to be so you're in it and oh my god thank you for yeah doing this show with us (laughs) before you we're like your last little beacon of, yes. of the outside life before i go into a hole yeah my hermit hole yeah yes but <laughs> well, you gotta you gotta protect that energy and conserve mm-hmm. it in any time you have and that's so important oh. so definitely yeah. take take that time too thank you yeah 
<laughs> You're like, yeah. <laughs> no, it is. I mean, you celebrate after wrap with all the self-care. You know, treat yourself. Treat yourself. No, I will say I've given myself, you know, it was tough to be like, okay, I'm not going to work, do my other side job. I'm not going to, like, this weekend I have no plans and I could not be happier. I'm just going to mm-hmm. self-care, look, go through the script, um, sleep. I think that's the big yeah. thing is just continuing yeah. to sleep and eat and take walks and work out mm-hmm. if I can um, just to be as human as possible when we get to October 17th, which is when we start. Ooh, we'll be thinking of you that day for sure. Oh my Lord. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. All the good. Yeah. Spending out Thank those you. good vibes. Yeah. We travel. And I love that. I was, we traveled 17th. We start yeah. Yeah, just for my brain. That's all good. <laughs> <laughs> She's got to correct it in her head. I'm dead. Okay, I'm gonna do that. I'm. We're the same way. We were like, "Ooh, when's this coming out? When are we doing this?" Um, But I love that too. Like, make that, put that in your pre-production shoot. You know, that like self-care moment time. um, I think is so smart to do as part of your workflow. Talking Mm -hmm. back to workflows and like how to balance it. Like schedule that. Like you know what? If I don't plan like a self-care like rest day, like. How how are you supposed to have the energy to like do the next crazy two weeks? You yeah. Know? So I think that's something definitely to keep in mind too. I think is really important that you said. And stamina. Doing. Stamina, baby. It's all about the stamina. Yes. <laughs> yes. It is a marathon. Not a sprint. Not yeah. a sprint. It is not a sprint. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you, Desiree, because this was great. I think it. A is going to inspire our listeners, but I know for me and Carolina, I mean, we're, we're like on the cusp, but well, I guess we're officially in pre-production for our first feature. Yeah, we probably nice. won't be shooting until uh, beginning of next year, but like, this is such helpful information for us <laughs> as well. <laughs> so we really appreciate it. Oh, call me. Uh, hopefully we will be all the COVID, hopefully the COVID of it all will be gone by then. Although... I think there still will be some, but, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> but call me, we'll zoom. We'll do the same thing that my gals hopefully from scrap today. We'll oh my God. Scrap. I would love oh, to. Course. Yeah. So. Love for us all to get into a zoom room and chat yeah, or a little wine over zoom. Or in person or, by that. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever, fa- whatever fancies your tea. Whatever. The- <laughs> I don't think that's a phrase, but I just made it up because that's me. On I'm the show. obsessed. We just make up fancies for time. <laughs> Whatever fancies your tea, girl. I, I'm here for we're it. We're spilling the tea. We're fancying the tea. No, I geek out. I geek out all that stuff. Like, and that's that's what's been hard. Is my brain loves like what's the solution? What's the solution? How, Same. How can how can I find the cheapest COVID tests in the land? And yeah. um, that's not helpful for when I'm an actor. So uh, I I would be thrilled to give any wisdom I can that makes things easier. And that's the name of the game. It's just like yeah. what are what are the um, tricks and tips that make things easier and one less thing on your plate because nobody knows. It's, it's the phrase nobody knows how hard it is until you do it. Yeah, absolutely. So, Amen. but yeah, let's Amen. do it. Let's do it uh, anytime after. December 1st. It's great. (laughs) Perfect. Yeah. Once you wrap, we won't bother you again until then. (laughs) Make notes. 17th shoot. Great. December 1st. All right. She's wrapping. We'll check in. Let's make sure everything went well, which we know it will. It's always going to be a journey, but that's right you got this you're fabulous i'm so glad we got connected yes. yeah. Thanks, yeah this has been yeah 
so awesome and delightful. And yeah, we can definitely we can definitely geek out more longer. Yeah, yeah. For sure. For sure. <laughs> um, before we do log off, though, I want to make sure that our listeners get your uh, social media as well. Yes. You know, whatever you want to share so that they can follow your work, your journey and keep up with you. Please, please, please. All right. So just for me, all things acting, producing my life, that's at Desiree Staples, Desire an extra e staples like the store but no affiliation uh <laughs> and then you can check out it's what she would have wanted which was part of the tribeca creators market this year with myself and nate trinrood and marie semla you can follow that at at it's what she would have wanted film you can follow yeah. circus person at circus person film and you can follow my divorce party at my divorce party film perfect then that's what you got and we are still um we'll have to talk about this next time but we are still fundraising Okay. divorce party for post so you can check that out it's actually we're on a platform called WeFunder that's having investors invest in the project you can check that out at wefunder.com slash my divorce party um so check it out and if you want to invest you can awesome. <laughs> yes. Yes. thanks for listening to fem regard podcast if you like what you hear tune in every friday for more tips on the filmmaking business and insightful conversations with industry professionals We can only grow with your support, so please subscribe, share, rate, and review. You can also join the FemFam on Patreon. For more on us, check us out at femregard.com. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.